Hi, and welcome to episode three of A Thousand Shades of Green, a literature podcast celebrating contemporary poets and writers. I'm Susan Richardson, your host and author of the poetry collections Things My Mother Left Behind from Potter's Grove Press and Tiger Lily, an ekphrastic collaboration with Jane Cornwell, published by JC Studio Press. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, I am over the moon to be able to share the poetry of one of my all-time favorite poets, Steve Denehan. Steve lives in Kildare, Ireland with his wife, Emer, and daughter, Robin. He is the author of two chapbooks and four poetry collections, winner of the Anthony Cronin Poetry Award, and twice winner of Irish Times New Irish Writing. His numerous publication credits include Poetry Ireland Review and Westerly. Steve Denehan's poetry is, in a word, sublime. It is poetry that stops time, captures the stillness of life, bringing unforgettable impact into small spaces. His work reveals the fabric of solitude, transports you into the center of moments where real life happens, and then his flawless writing takes your breath away. He is a master of showing the richness, complexity, and beauty of everyday life. Unrivaled in his craft, Steve's honest and unmasked style is at once beautifully accessible and magnificently profound. He is, without question, one of the most talented contemporary poets you will have the pleasure of reading. In reading Steve's books again, I rediscovered that I can open up any book to any page and find a poem to fall in love with. So for this episode, that is exactly what I did. I also had to conclude that Steve's poetry can't possibly be celebrated with just one episode. So for this episode, I'll be reading a selection of work from Steve's first two chapbooks and his first two full-length collections, with just one exception. The first poem today is one of the first of Steve's I ever read, and it's still one of my favorites. It's also one of the best love poems I've ever read. It was first published in Better Than Starbucks, and it's called In the Cutlery Drawer. She tells me that she loves my poems, which brings the hated question, why don't you write some too? Her face is calm, but I feel the change. I can't. I don't know how. And so our dance begins, sometimes a gentle sway, more often a blazing tango. I can't. I don't know how. She leaves me notes to find on scraps of cereal boxes under the kettle. I can't wait to be home. In the cutlery drawer, I miss you. Poetry, the purest kind. Diamonds to my glass. Mm -hmm. 
The next three poems are from Steve's first chapbook of Thunder, Pearls, and Birdsong, published by Falpox Press. The first is called Raindrop. Once before you, I put my shoulder against the world, pushed and pushed again. There were cracks, creaks, delusion. Then there you were. I do not remember the first moment I saw you or our first words together. I only remember that you were there, were here, that everything was different, and I was a raindrop running down your face. The next one is called Thrush's Song. Too frail, too time-worn. So on my wedding day, I came to her. Overdressed in the day room, I looked in aged faces to no avail. Then a chuckle, and there under a clock, she sat. I knelt before her, letting soundless seconds fall between us. The change in her jarring, impossible to reconcile to my bedside locker photograph. A stranger before her, I took her hand and she let me. Her skin gossamer over tiny bird bones. I looked into her eyes, once fire, now ash. I'm getting married today. That's nice. Lifetimes before, she took the world by the tail and squeezed and shook. To our family of land dwellers, she blazed across the heavens. She was the child of Icarus and Earhart. She was mountainside heather. She was paddle boats and big band jazz. She was a wave on Mirror Lake before. In the now we hold hands and do not speak. I gaze into her eyes, eyes that saw it all. And I find her. I find her. I know you. I'm getting married today. You are. I am. Do I know her? Not yet. I was married once. I know. Let yourself be happy. I will try. I know you. I feel her squeeze my hand. I look down and see a map. Liver spot countries once explored. I look back up to find her leaning in conspiratorially, whispering, just in case. Sometimes men come to my room during the night. Do they? They do. They come to my window. Is that right? It is. I tell the staff, but they do not believe me. Well, I tell them. Oh, no. Sometimes I leave the window open. She winks and cackles, and the day room silence is gone. A startled flock of birds. Shut up, thrush! says another elderly lady. I will not shut up. 
She smiles at me and I watch as the stardust falls from her eyes and her hand grows limp in mine and she is gone. The next poem is called Rust and Snowdrops. I have been alive three times. My first life, the infinite life of a boy. No yesterdays and no tomorrows. My second life, 20 years disguised as 10. When I crushed my time into diamonds to lose in broken glass rivers. In my third life, I find love in strange places, animal tracks in the black bog soil, the murmurs of forest ghosts, clouds that look nothing like anything. These lives, lives of rust and snowdrops, of thunder, pearls, and birdsong, today and today and today. The fifth poem is from Steve's second chapbook, Living in the Core of an Apple, from Analog Submission Press. It's called Rescued, This Time by the Sun. I don't know why I feel sad, but I do. I watch her tears, pure and swirling with salt, bloom and roll. She is seven years old. I can help with scrapes and bruises, twists and falls and bumps. I can soothe with words and ointment, plasters, rubs and hugs. This time I have nothing to offer but myself, which is the same as nothing. Then she points out the window. The clouds are broken and blue is pouring through and our cat is ready to pounce on the ghost of a bird. And we are running, laughing into the yellow heat with my mother's words shaking loose. This is good drying weather. And I am so grateful that I ignore the worm in my stomach, curled and waiting for duller days to come. The next poem is from Steve's full-length collection, Miles of Sky Above Us, Miles of Earth Below, published by Cajun Mutt Press. It's called Dad. Unprepared for winter's attack, he was left shivering, his armor stripped from him. Lost, he looks for cotton in the snow, and I watch, helplessly, a glass pane of pride between us. I follow as I have always done. Once I followed him through blacks and whites, a compass in his stomach, obsidian eyes blazing. I follow now through grays, collecting armfuls of his memories, delicate as cobwebs, as they fall from him in the gentlest of breezes. Mm-hmm. 
So the final poems today are from Steve's collection, Days of Falling Flesh and Rising Moons, published by Golden Antelope Press. The first one is called Summers. It was there in her smile, two syllables, father. I held the word on my tongue where it seemed to spark and hum, father. In the passing of a second, we went from two to three, and though you spent your first seasons in darkness, we saw you sometimes, corners of you moving across your mother's stomach. I worried about love. Would I love you? Could I love you? I worried about failing. I worried about the sky falling. I remember driving to the hospital late that night. The January sky was shimmering in that wintry way. I remember waiting outside the operating theater, tangled up in worry, worry hot and black as tar. I could feel the heat from you in the crook of my arm, your mouth opening and closing slowly, the soft smacking sound of your lips, translucent skin on your fingers, and suddenly I felt so protective of you, father, but I didn't love you yet. Then I was woken in the small of a spring morning by the sound of you laughing to yourself in your room. I felt my heart redden, and I knew that all my summers would be yours. The next poem is called Fabric. The best day of your life might not be a lottery win. It might not be when you got that girl or that guy. It might not be your wedding day, the birth of your child or your children. It might be a day when the early morning cloud burns off over a few sizzling lunchtime minutes, when you are a boy again perched in a tree, sawing through a bough that splits the air as it falls, allowing the tire swing to carry her twirling laughter unencumbered in all directions. It might be a day when a splinter goes in painlessly and comes out easily, when the phone doesn't ring, not even once, when the bog is soft under our feet and under the wheels of our bicycle tires, another planet inhabited by just us three, when the sunset is the wild brush strokes of a drunken painter, when the wood burns and spits and sparks, the heat on our faces, the smoke knitting itself into the fabric of our clothes, when she announces in her little voice that she has finished her book under the high stars in the low night with the sun in the clothes of the moon. The final poem is called Blue Paint. She asked why I had blue paint on my fingertips. I told her that I had touched the sky, her eyes at once ablaze with wonder, with boundless ambition. For now, she does not hear the cracks in my thoughts. 
She does not smell the hint of fear in my words, nor see the paint peeling from the edges of my hope. For now, for now, I can touch the sky. So I have an extra special treat for this episode that I'm so excited to share. It is my absolute pleasure to read two poems written by Steve's lovely daughter, Robin. The first one is called Sweets and Hankies. Today I went to my grandparents. My grandma opened the door. She was out of breath. My dad asked her if she was okay. It's granddad. He's not well. We rushed inside. Horrible things were rushing through my head. I was scared to enter his room. I slowly opened the door. I looked at him lying on the bed. I was so sad at first, but then he started to wake up. Hello, my old flower. Instantly, I remember the pencils, the nail files, the laughing, the joy, the sweets, and the hankies. The second poem from Robin is untitled. I am here, nowhere. I am sitting on sand, the sea in front of me, behind me, nothing. I have no emotions. I feel numb. There is no noise. I remember nothing. I just sit here, waiting. The episode closer for today was a fairly obvious one for me, as it's a poem I wrote for Steve, his wife Emer, and Robin. It's from my first collection, Things My Mother Left Behind. It's called Perpetual Light and Motion. He opens his eyes, feels time creep along his back. The ache is only temporary. Music drifts in from the kitchen, his daughter singing, calling him to rise into the day. He hears his wife laughing and rushes to see what he has missed, eager to feel the warmth of them. They are light that pours through clouds, watercolor summers that breathe so deeply the days seem to stand still. I asked him once, How are your gorgeous girls? Flying, he told me. I thought of the sky, days in perpetual light and motion. I imagined he must always feel so warm, living in the palm of the sun. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of A Thousand Shades of Green, celebrating the poetry of Steve and Robin Denahan. It has been my privilege to read their beautiful work. 
You can find out more about Steve, including links to his books, in the show notes. A Thousand Shades of Green was created and presented by me, Susan Richardson. All artwork was created by Jane Cornwell. A Thousand Shades of Green is produced by Joe Richardson. Mm-hmm.